I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, friends. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to episode 112 of the one and only Sexual Dave and the Pervs. I'm Sexual Dave. Thanks for tuning in. And I've only got one perv with me right now. That would be Stu. Hi, Stu. That's that's me, me, Steve the Perv. How's how's it going, guys? The other pervs are out uh, just perving it up somewhere. Who the hell knows? We know that John's at like a dinner gala i think john is hosting the gala tonight hosting the gala in the suburban roseville um i'm sure he's having a, a fine evening with his wife's friends but i have to imagine he's looked at his at his phone or his watch at some point in the last few minutes and been like god damn it those guys are talking uh, sports without me they are they're probably talking about like you know niche sports that only i can really add anything to and they're just making a mess of the whole goddamn thing there's one hour per week that John is allowed to let his freak flag fly regarding niche sports, and this is it right now. And instead, he's sitting at his kitchen counter, nursing a beer and talking about probably stocks, I'm guessing. Mortgages. Bonds. Um, escrow. Probably Fixed escrow. Rate versus adjustable rate. Definitely. Oh, escrow. He's definitely talking escrow. Of all the boring adult, if there's anybody younger listening, of all the boring adult things you have to go through, the escrow account is far and away the dumbest, most boring, most confusing of any, like, warranties and insurance and 401ks. Those are all pretty boring. Nothing compares to the old escrow account. I think escrow is like, you know, that Charles Schwab guy they always talk about on, like, the commercials and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. That was his idea, and they just love him so much for coming up with that fucking thing that, you know, they just like to celebrate him with commercials about, you know, 401ks. Fuckers. I have looked up the Wikipedia for escrow probably 50 Uh times in my life, and I've retained zero knowledge of it. Oh, I, I, again, I, if you wanted me to define what an escrow was right now, (laughs) I would just tell you escrow is Cheryl Crow, and she's saying if it makes you happy. The, the Queen Crow is Cheryl Crow. Yeah, that's the only S crow I recognize. I think I would take Black Crow's number one because they've had a couple good songs, and then Cheryl Crow. Okay, I'll, we'll you know agree to disagree. So you're taking Cheryl Crow as the number one ranked crow musician? Yes. What about Counting Crows? La 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 la. Man, <laughs> those guys were so good for one album, and then they were horseshit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a Cheryl Bobo. That happens way too often in music. Of the one good album, and that's it. Do you think it's there's two possible reasons, and I'm wondering which one you think it is. Number one, um, that first album is comprised of like 15 years of the stuff they've been working on, and then that second album is like, okay, now you got nine months to make us another one. Or number two, most likely, tons of drugs. Um, I think it's column A and column B. I think you know combined just all the great songs they were able to come up with and they were able to pick the 12 best of those that they've been like banging on for a decade before they got their record deal right and then their second album's like oh well we just did a ton of drugs let's see what else let's see what other inspiration strikes and uh, it's not good counting crows are for sure culprits uh the strokes came out like a bat of the hell 
And their second one was fine, but it was like nothing compared to the first. Pete Yorn, I liked a lot when he was he was good. Always horrible. Old Yornzy. We could probably get him on the show if we wanted to pretty quickly. We probably could. My wife would like that. She likes him quite a bit. Really? Still? Oh, yeah. Loves. Oh, yeah. He's got that matted black hair and the hairy forearms. And holy shit, it's Clarence Swampcott. <laughs> we just doxed we, him. We, we have, Whoops. We just oh, wow. <laughs> I did not. I did, I'm so sorry, Pete. He should have invested so much better. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Album sold it. Yeah. yeah now that's... he's stuck in Cannon Falls. Oh, well. Well, he's in Cannon Falls. Cisco is in Maple Grove. It's amazing yeah. how the mighty have fallen. It really is. Cisco's hanging out on DeRush's patio right now, having a beet salad or some shit. Beet salad and it's like a glass of Riesling. There's <laughs> uh, in this one. Sure, of course. I love tannins. Um, so that's John's status. He will hopefully be joining us, but probably won't. Uh, Clarence, we think, is just caught up in some sort of Cannon Falls traffic or something. Some He's six, One of his 16 kids has... What, what is it? When, probably It's Wednesday. Probably catechism? I probably. Probably. CCD. Could be, could be, yeah, it could be CCD. could be vacation Bible study, actually. It might be. Jesus. Um, yeah, literally, Jesus. Um, yeah, that's what I was just talking yeah. to Jesus. Just gave my yeah, head to exactly. So yeah, well, he's uh, yeah. They're both allegedly maybe joining us, but it could just be the two man gang tonight, guys. And we're sorry. Fuck it, fine with me. Fine yep. with me, Stu. We don't get much quality time anyway. Yeah. So you, this is your uh, second podcast in one day. Is that right? Yes, it is. I did the uh, TBTL uh, show for my work here today. My work. About, my work. We talked about going to the Wisconsin Dells. Uh, we had John Moe on to talk about his new podcast, uh, the one that's ba- that he does for um, Adventure Time, which I don't think your boys watch yet, if I had to guess. No. Uh, I turned it on once for Jones, and he was into it for about 12 seconds, and he was like, forget it. That's it. Uh, 12, 12 seconds is pretty good for a kid his age. Yeah. Yeah, and he resumed, like, punching me in the nuts or whatever he's yeah, doing, typically. Uh, well, you know, that's what they do. They're, they do. They'll do that metaphorically for years to come. If you want to <laughs> yeah. Look at it that way. Yeah. So. so, Adventure Time is, like, some sort of underrated, brilliant cartoon or something? Is that so the deal? It's, it's, yeah, it's basically um, kind of a cultish type of thing. It's got a whole... I mean, the layers to this goddamn show are amazing. And, I mean, just listen to... John and I open Mike Eagle talk about it. It's just, I enjoy it even though I've seen maybe an episode and a half, but it's just the, the depth to which this show goes for a, what it. It's, it's a show written by adults for adults, but it's, you know, it's a kid's show. So I don't know. It's maybe like, you know how like Charlie Brown, yep. The original, like the, like if you like to see like a Charlie Brown comic strip from like the early sixties, Mm-hmm. I think that thing is written like at a level of like a New Yorker cartoon. Only it's got kids in it. It's just it's it clearly aimed at an adult audience. And I think Adventure Time roughly the same way, but you know, it's a cartoon with characters named like Princess Bubblegum and the Earl of Lemongrab. I mean it's just huh. you know. So, um but yeah, that so he talked about that for a bit and uh that was fun, and we talked about this dog with a stupid name um, that was in a custody battle. Um, what I gotta, I'm gonna go get the internet pulled up here if you don't mind, because it's such a stupid goddamn name, and I want to do it justice because it's just, I just, ugh, I'm still angry about it. Let's put it that way. While you're looking um, up the internet, I wanted to make a quick comment on Wits, which is your employer. Um, yes. So you sent me a YouTube of uh, Harmar Superstar unveiling a new song. Uh, why must I? I don't even know the actual name of it. I know the melody and I can kind of sing the words, but how do I um, get through the days? How do I get through the days? And it's a it's a great performance. It's so good. I love Harmar Superstar. So after I watched that about twelve times, I wanted to see what else uh, happened during that show of Wits um, because I didn't actually obviously go to the show. So then I noticed that David Cross was on that same episode and David Cross was like 
back when I was 14 or something, I saw his stand-up comedy and it was like the most influential of any of the stand-up comedy I'd watched for whatever reason. It just hit me at the right time. And then a friend introduced me to Mr. Show and that was, so he was like the one of the most monumental figures of like my personality now, David Cross, right? Mm-hmm. But he's always come off as like an asshole. Like he's just cranky. He's, prickly. he's prickly, so, so prickly. Yeah. But I saw that he was on Wits, and I was like, okay, well, he agreed to be on Wits. Wits is sort of a... The entire thing is basically created to show that these people, these famous people are not only really clever, but also really good sports, right? He kind of puts... John puts him in an uncomfortable situation. Not even uncomfortable, but you know what I mean? Like, unscripted sort of situations. Unscripted, but they're like, you know, just doing goofy stuff, basically. Yeah, and right. it's public radio, so, you know, there's no swears. It's, you know, relatively clean. Yeah, so I saw that he was on, and I was like, okay, well, this is finally a, a time when he's going to be a good sport about something. He has to be. You wouldn't accept your wits invitation if you weren't. So then I watched a clip of him and Harmar had to do, like, a back-and-forth slam poet and slam poetry and um, an R&B song or whatever, and he was still just as big of an asshole as he is in every other thing. It's like, yeah. God damn it, David. It's just a bummer. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't. I did not ask John if that was a good experience or a bad experience for him. I think. I think with just David Cross, that's just baked in with him. He's just gonna, uh, you know. Yeah, David like Cross about whatever material. The whole concept of the thing is like um, David Cross had to come up on the spot with like a slam poem, and then Harmar Superstar had to do a response as like a, a really quick thirty second like R and B song or whatever, and like. They are supposed to go back and forth for a few rounds. And the second round, David Cross was like, haven't we exhausted this premise? And it's like, <laughs> you fucking asshole. There's a bunch of people in the stands to, or in the crowd, you know. To, so anyway, it's my point is it's a bummer when your heroes are jerks. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think it was a good, I think you ended up being okay as far up, but I, I, I can't say one way or the other if it was a good or bad experience for the program he's been a um, bigger jerk in other forums than oh, yeah. I've known. But he's, well he's been in hasn't he been in all three alvin and the chipmunks movies yeah yep so you know he's he really can't judge other people's uh, uh comedy decisions necessarily yeah i know those i know those are paycheck gigs and you know if they were to throw that like you know type of check in front of me to op- act opposite some green screen rodents i'd probably heartbeat that money i'd be there at 6 a.m no problem exactly exactly Stuart, i have a question for you do you have any um any comedy heroes that are unexpected i know letterman obviously seems to be your number one is that right yeah letterman's probably my biggest influence okay uh i love bob goldblatt the screaming guy from the police academy movies no shit Who's actually a really, really smart and dark, and just you just got to get past the screaming. If you can see any of his uh, stand-up specials from like the late eighties or early nineties, it was just it was revelatory that he would like start out with the screaming, and then he'd just get into these you know riffs and bits that were just really smart and funny and unexpected coming from a guy who was you know just yelping. So. Yeah, I haven't gotten into any stand-up from the 80s because it seems so um, outlandish on purpose. There's nobody up there like... Nowadays, stand-up comedy is like stand-up and say really smart, funny things. And back then, it was like that Bobcat Goldwyn who was screaming. Gallagher was like just beating shit up with a hammer or a sledgehammer. Okay, There was Howie Mandel who was a total goofball. There was that other guy with like that page boy haircut who talked in the um, emo Phillips. <laughs> emo Phillips, and it was like that emo was Phillips, who wrote, by the way who wrote who wrote Meet the Parents. No kidding. The movie, yeah. Although, or um, he wrote it and then the, the screenplay and adapted it into the movie it became. But if you look at the Meet the Parents credits and the subsequent ones, Emo Phillips' name is in all the credits. So he's getting some really nice page boy haircuts now. Nah, yeah, probably that page boy haircut each week. The weekly yeah. page boy is when you know you've made it. Yeah, but it's um, um but and, Bobcat and Gold- Andrew Dice Clay obviously was uh, not for, not an influence for me. But if you're talking '80s comedy, Andrew Dice Clay, Sam Kinison, and Eddie Murphy, 
I mean, those were like the three, you know, just, and all of them were supremely flawed. Yeah. Um, I mean, li- listen to an Eddie Murphy bit from back then and just the trigger warnings alone are just, I mean, <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you have any shred of feminism in you, it's just the most god awful, distasteful, mean thing you have ever heard. And I mean, that's just crazy. It doesn't um, really. Although, 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 although him, him beating the shit out of Bill Cosby looks smart now. But, um... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Delirious was, and probably still is, the hardest I've ever laughed in my whole life oh, watching that when I was like 13 years old. Fun. It was unbelievable. Yeah. The Elvis and the Michael Jackson yeah. impressions. Just, Jesus <laughs> Mr. Christ. T, I don't know if it's even funny anymore. I can't get myself to, I mean, I watch it still because, but it's more of a nostalgia factor. I don't know what it'd be like to watch it now for the first time if it'd just be amazing. Yeah. It was just so revelatory. I mean, he was just, then again, 21 years old, and he's just pulling that shit. I mean, it was fantastic. And then Raw came out, and it was just the angriest, bitterest, meanest, just not funny. I mean, he swore a lot. Lots of swearing. He made fun of Bill Cosby. He made fun of Stevie Wonder. Yep. And it was just like scorched earth on people. Pretty much, yeah. So, he clearly had had some bad experiences with pain, and that was pretty much the basis for the entire bit. But, um, and then Sam Kinison yelled a lot, just like Bobcat Gold. Mm-hmm. He also, I believe, said that uh, straight people couldn't get AIDS as part of his part of his act. Okay. Which was which pissed Elton John off. That's a falsehood. Yeah, that, that was a pretty big falsehood. And then he died in a car accident. And um, let's see. And then there's Andrew Dice Clay, who yep. was, I think... Uh, um, what Dennis Miller said before Dennis Miller lost his fucking mind, uh, he was Fonzie with Tourette syndrome. Which is, <laughs> um, spot, spot freaking on, Denny. Yeah, um, I hadn't heard that. That's actually brilliant. Yeah. Now, Andrew Dice Clay, I never really got the uh, the allure I never, there. He, he was it, it, that would have been. He was the precursor to like you know when like Dane Cook and MySpace just were huge. Yeah. That's a fair thing to compare it to because he was doing arenas with his bits, and everybody was like, you know, reciting the little Miss Muffet sat on a trumpet, her uterus fell out. Oh, oh! Yeah. So then I fucked her. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. That was and that was it. That was. I mean, those were the the big three. Whereas I, I, I like, huh. I love Kids in the Hall. The Kids in the Hall just blew my mind when they. Came out. Huh. That was just really weird and smart and funny. I think Saturday Night Live was in a relatively fallow period at the time. Not fallow, but fallow. And uh, they just, I, I just loved those guys to death. No kidding. Just smart and surreal and Canadian. And oh, it's Canada Day, by the way. Happy Canada Day, Brandon. Happy Canada Day to you, sir. Um, I was extra humble today at work. Just to I, be. I was too. Good for you. I, have, I put maple syrup on everything, and I overrated the tragically. That's what I do. <laughs> drinking a Molson, of course. Actually, I'm drinking. I'm, oh, I, I'm drinking a um, a pseudo Sioux out of uh, Decorah, Iowa. Man, I went through Iowa on my way to Kansas about two months ago, and I stopped at a liquor store that I thought was supposed to have it, and they didn't have it. Um, is it as good as people say? I am. It's good, but I, I would drink a Furious before I would drink this. So you're saying yeah. uh, best beer in Iowa is an operative. Well, term. And, and here's the thing: it's contract brewed. The uh, it was bottled in Lakeland, Florida. So maybe there's a difference there because I know that because I bought it in Wisconsin, and apparently the stuff that goes to Wisconsin is brewed in Florida. So you tell me how that works, but it's uh, it's good. I mean. I didn't like save any to give to other people as gifts. I just figured I'd drink it. That's a good sign. So, um, but I had a better beer that had a unicorn on with a cat rider and a unicorn shooting a laser gun. And I can't like, it was like final fantasy or double fantasy or something like that. And that was really good. And that was some place out of Madison. That's gotta be good when you got a label like that. 
Yeah, oh, it's, a, it's one of the best beer labels I've ever seen. Um, if we can backtrack really quick, I have the name of that stupid fucking dog. Oh, yeah. That we were talking about. Uh, the dog's name is Berry Hill Thinking Man's Crumpet. Shut up. I'm going to repeat that. Uh, Berry Hill Thinking Man's Crumpet. It is a, um, it is a uh, what is it? A Brussels Griffin uh, dog. Um, it's like a toy, it's a toy dog and it's out of like, I believe, obviously it's, uh, bred in, uh, Brussels, Belgium. So. God. But yeah. Very healthy. <laughs> and a guy from Canada, that's why I was thinking of Canada, um, he and his lady friend split up. She moved to Los Angeles and ended up taking the dog with her and she won't give it back even though he paid to keep the dog when they split up. So it's a it's a um, it is a custody battle a custody battle for between two obviously damaged awful people. <laughs> yeah, because I mean I've seen the Sarah McLaughlin commercials. You can get another fucking dog. There are dogs right? basically everywhere. Yeah, you can get a dog. It ain't that hard, and you don't have to name them anything dumb. You can name them like King or Al or Jenny. I mean, just you can name them something normal. It's you could also name it after me, Sexual Dave. Sexual Dave or, or the pervs if they have a, if they have a litter they can be the pervs. It would be a fun thing to yell in the backyard for the neighbor. Come here, perv. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff right there. So um, do you um do you want to talk about sports? We can. I'm almost out of beer though. Okay. Can you press pause? Yep. So I can go get a beer. Everybody will okay, see you pause. in one second. It's a fantasy factory. I'm holding it up right here. So this is the beer you just got, Fantasy Factory. Fantasy Factory. Carbon 4 is the name of the brewery. All right. So I'm looking at the label right now. I see a unicorn with fire breathing out of its nose, a rainbow behind it. There's a cat riding on its back, and I think it's holding a gun. gun. (laughs) Golden gun. So, I mean, it's just the most amazing beer label I've ever seen. Wow. It's a very good – it's an India Pale. It is – 6.3% 6.3% ABV has a very crisp finish. And I think you can only get it. I think you got to get it in pretty deep into Wisconsin to get it. I you don't know if think you can get it in Hudson or not. Just describing that label that it would be a little bit too much, but I promise you it is not too much. That's a perfect amount of busyness no. going on on that label. Yes. That's I beautiful. I agree. It is. It's gorgeous. Well, that's, that is great. Um, Stuart, do you have any plans this weekend? Fourth of July um, coming up. Okay, we have a. Uh, let's see. Are we taping yet? Or are we? Yeah, we're taping. Fuck it. Okay. Fuck this, it. This one, <laughs> may as well. Um, we've we've killed a half hour without talking about sports, so that's I, I, I don't see any reason. Yep. Why not to continue? Let's with not get started. What's going on in our lives? Yep. Okay. Um, Friday night. Um, I don't know that we're doing anything, but we do have a standing invite to go to Joe Town Rocks in St. Joseph, Minnesota. Joe Town um, Rocks. Is that a band or a festival? No. or It's a festival. Joe Town is short for St. Joseph. Sure. And Nelson is playing there. Nelson. Are you familiar, are you familiar with Nelson? Yeah, that's those two blonde chicks, right? The two, the two blonde uh, guys who are uh, the sons of the late Ricky Nelson who had a number one hit in 1990 with Love and Affection, and like one of the last true gra- true gasps of the hair metal era. So they uh, had a few hits, did they not? I believe so. The name of the album, I think, was After the Rain. I know there's some good singles After out there. After the, the, the Rain. I don't know. I think it's yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. But um, they're going to be there, and they're playing like... They're, I don't think they're playing any of their quality uh, hair metal jams with a Z. Uh, they're playing their dad's song. So you'll hear like Garden Party and uh, um, It's Late, Gotta Get On Home, It's Late, that type of uh, rockabilly-ish type of skis. Yeah. So we might do that. And, there, and there's fireworks afterwards and, and you can bring the kids. So in front of the front of the program, uh, CD12 Josh will be there. So. Oh, I love CD12 um, Josh. Right. He gave me uh, right. beer. He's a beer yeah, giver. Well, if you want him on your podcast, uh, fellow podcasters, I'm pretty sure yeah. he brings beer every time. He actually pays attention to Vikings and baseball and stuff, and he's pretty good with uh, beer. So, And Bloody Mary Mix. makes a hell of a Bloody Mary Mix. 
Yeah, um, so I hear. That's the that's, word on the street. Yeah. Yeah, so that's Friday. Uh, Saturday, the 4th of July, our nation's birthday. I don't know. We, I think we have, like, an invite to some, like, you know, cabin stuff, some lake stuff, some fireworks stuff, but really not doing anything that I know. And then on God, Sunday, that sounds gorgeous. Like, uh, and then Sunday, I think there's a thing at our friend Michael Rand's place for the uh, soccer game. Oh, okay, great. So I don't know about you. Um, do you have anything going on? Yeah, um, I am headed to Madison, South Dakota. Not Madison, Wisconsin, let me remind you. Not or a Madison cool city. Or Minnesota. Nope, nope. I'm going to probably the smallest and worst of those options, Madison, South Dakota, um, for a an in-law reunion. Your, your wife's side. Your My wife's, wife's side. Aside, they're not. Why are they not having it in Hanska? Well, that's the other side. That's the my brother-in-law's family is in Hanska. Oh, my wife. There's a bunch of people that live in Minneapolis, and one that lives in Madison, South Dakota. The Madison, South Dakota people always come here because there's obviously a bunch of people here that we've now finally decided we'll go see you. So we're all headed out there. So I've got four and a half hour drive with a three year old and a six month old. Um, cool. It's going to be a nightmare, man. Uh, it's it just be... sounds like a living hell. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, what are the odds of getting through a four and a half hour road trip with those uh, age children and have it not be a thing that I'm going to immediately get out and ask for the nearest like crack house? Uh, you're gonna. Uh, it's gonna be. You should treat yourself to another pair of pants. I deserve <laughs> another working. pair of pants. You're going to earn yourself a pair of pants, mister. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's I, I've driven, we've uh, driven, we have friends who live outside of Sheboygan, Wisconsin. And that's about a six and a half hour drive from St. Cloud. And if we did that with like, uh, their Celia and Piper are, um, three, God, I'm sorry, four and a half years apart. So it wasn't quite as, it wasn't quite as close as your two are, but, uh, like it was like when they were like, like uh, let's say six and one and a half, and that was oh, what was that noise? Uh, I don't know. I don't oh, know. okay. Well, anyway, um, yeah, we uh, it was it was not the most fun I've had driving with uh, yeah, this. It's an adventure, and it rarely pays off in a good way at the time. Huh. You just really you learn you learn you learn to appreciate them when they're older and only are like saying I'm bored or I have to go to the bathroom or let's stop for food somewhere instead of just screaming, you know, formlessly and kicking and throwing shit. Just normal complaints are heaven, you know? Yeah, totally. I think that's the I don't know, um, if you had a different different experience, but a lot of times when you're a prospective dad, um, or even beforehand, when you hear about people talking about being parents, they're like, "God, when I when I first laid eyes on this, you know, my child, you know, one second old or whatever, this bond, yada yada yada." That was that has not been the case for either one of my kids. Like, I Fitz is seven months old, and I'm still like, "Dude, I I don't know, man, not a fan." Not a fan of you at all right now. <laughs> and Jones took a long time too. I mean, it's hard when the when the best thing you can hope for for a human is that they're silent. Yeah. And that's well, the case until so they're at least a year old, right? Like until well, right. maybe about a year old, they can start sort of entertaining you or making you smile or laugh or whatever. Yeah. Right now it's like I just crave silence yeah. from the baby. That's yeah, all I because, want. Yeah, they haven't they haven't quite gotten shit figured out yet. You know, they aren't like you know, cognizant of a lot of stuff. It's just, they're just babies. That's yeah. all they are. It's a fucking blob. Yeah, it's it's tough. And again, I had girls, and I know boys are a little more, I think, headstrong is probably the right word. So, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a ride, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't mean to, I, you, you, I lapse into cliches so quickly now talking about parenting because it's, you know, it's just, well, it's Correct. all been said For before, one. and it's yeah. yeah, you're right. It it's absolutely right. Like this miracle in front of you that that's yeah, it's true. It's all everything that people say is true. But 
my advice to parents is always like, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to, my only advice is don't listen to people's advice because every kid is different yes, and it's, same. it's whatever. But I don't know if it's just like some of the uh, girls at my work, um, there's a new, new lady at work just had a baby and she came in and every single one walked up and told them like, Oh, how old's the baby? Oh, it's about to get really good, or it's about to get really bad, or it's going to be terrible, or it's going to be great to get back to work. They all had their like universal. Here's exactly the way it's going to be, and they all had different, different experiences. Yep. But some people just think like, well, this is the way my kids were, so that's the way it is. And I would just say, no, nope. that would be my response to that. Nope. nope. The macro experience of parenting is the same for everybody. The micro experience of parenting is completely unique. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some some two month olds are great. Some are awful, and and so on and so forth. But yeah, the macro some experience. Some go of, to bed. Some go to bed without you know, a, you know, and even thinking they'll just like sleep six seven hours a night, like when they're six weeks old. Yeah, and it's just don't sleep a bit for like two and a half years. And you know those parents, the parents that have those kids, they're just you know, they're a mess. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. they're just, they're, they're the ones who like, you know, they both vape and smoke and just, they, they need to get whatever, you know, rush they can get. And there are five minutes of free time between, you know, their hour of sleep a night and their two jobs that they're holding down to. Uh, it's yeah. Those, those parents, God, God love them. I, I didn't have that experience, but I know some who have, and it's, they're goddamn saints. Yeah, they're just—they're beautiful people who deserve who deserve better. Want those rotten kids they're giving them through no fault of their own. <laughs> <laughs> asshole kids, um, asshole kids who just don't know any better. Just they're you know colicky in some way, and it's just driving everybody nuts. Yeah, I'm. Another thing to say about parents, um, and maybe it was the case for you, is like uh, once you have kids, you are. Um, you can't sleep very late or you're better with no sleep. Like that didn't happen for me. Like I still need a ton of sleep and I'm an absolute nightmare. I got, I was on, um, wake up duty last night and Fitz woke up at five Oh five and never went back to bed. And I was just silently sitting upstairs with him and he, he, he didn't go back to bed he wasn't like crying and screaming when he was held or when he was sitting up is when you try to lay him down is when he freaked out. He just thought he was time to be up. Yeah. So I brought him upstairs and I put like to 50 up. toys in his lap, but he wouldn't go to bed. And I just remember whispering like, you asshole, <laughs> such an asshole. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I was so <laughs> mad at him and like he's fucking so six tired. months old. He has no idea. But yeah, when you're like that underslept, man, it's uh it's pretty comical how and I, I don't handle it well. I mean Danielle makes fun of me constantly almost at a on a daily basis of how ridiculous I am at three or four or five in the morning. Um it's like my whole world is ending because I have to get a half an hour less sleep one night. Um, but I just remember whispering to Fitz this morning when it was barely light out that he was an asshole. I was so mad at him. You asshole. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 the minute Celia was born, I just ended up being one of those guys who was like, you know, six hours of sleep a night. That's just my, my clock is set. Then it's never, it's never come back to like an eight consistent eight, nine hours of sleep. It just, I'm up when I'm up and it's, 
the kids. That's entirely on them, but that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not bitter about it. It's just that's my internal alarm clock got completely, you know, that had the hard reset. Yeah. On March, on March 27th, 1999. And that's, and that is, uh, and hasn't changed since. So what are you like a 12 to six guy or, uh, that's about right. Huh. All right. 12 to six, 1130 to 530. Somewhere on there, huh? That's amazing. Yep. Are you a nap guy? Are you a weekend napper? Nope. Nope. I'm, I'm a nap guy. If I haven't like, if I've been like traveling a lot, that's it. Right. Right. Just a, or had like one of those rare like dad benders where it's like a full week of like Clarence's like Wisconsin bar weekends. Yeah. And I, and, and I'm just supremely jealous that he's able to do that, but it's not a thing that I do that often, but that would be the only time I just don't. Cause if I get tired in the afternoon and make like a half pot of coffee or something, <laughs> right. you know, they're, they're, because there's usually shit that's got to get done. So the kids have got to get picked up. Dinner's got to get made. Errands have to get run. You know, emotional breakdown needs to be had in the small downstairs bathroom. I mean, those, sure. those, things, those things those things aren't going to get broken down by themselves. I feel like naps to me as an adult um, are the opposite of going for a run. So for so I... Um, I hate running more than anything. It makes me really sad, but I do it because it feels amazing to be done running, right? So in the middle of a run, I don't know. I don't know what I know. You um, have gone on runs, and I know your wife does too. So I don't know what other people who seem to enjoy running. Maybe in the middle of it, they're like, "This is great. I like this. This feels good for me." I'm just like every step is like, "I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. It's the worst. I want to stop. Stop." Um, but when I get done, like getting through it all, it's the, it's the best feeling. So you just do it to be done with it. Yeah, Naps are the opposite. It's like, I know I'm going to enjoy lying down right now, but when I wake up an hour from now, my whole rest of my day, I'm going to be cloudy and just kind of fuzzy and just shot. So and there's, there's an hour you're not getting back and that's an hour of shit that's not going to get done around the house. And right, so now you got to scramble to mow the lawn and scramble to go run errands and all that bullshit. So, just better to go for a run than take a nap. Like you said, just make a bunch of coffee. Coffee tastes great. Oh, who doesn't want coffee? So I good, mean Hitler. But I love coffee. Hitler hated coffee. It's a known fact. Hitler hated coffee. He's just not a good guy. He was just always kind of tired and cranky. Yeah, it's probably the reason he was Hitler. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I don't know for sure. Somebody should, somebody should write a book about that. You would think. It's amazing that there aren't any books about Hitler. Yeah. People are probably pretty curious about it. Yeah. So we're like 45 minutes into this, right? Yep. Have we talked about sports yet? No. Do you? Would you like to? Um, did you see how England lost the Women's World Cup game? Tonight? Dude, I don't even want to talk about it. That's so sad. I, so 90, oh 92nd minute, right? So like in... in we, we call it extra time. Extra time. Extra time. Did she like just try to kick it out for a corner kick and then missed right. it? Right. She was trying to clear it out of the uh, zone, and she kicked it right off the top of the crossbar and into her own net. And it just, I mean, she knew right away what she did, and oh, my God. She just, I, I, they need, I, I'm not kidding, suicide watch for her. Yeah, she looked that devastated. I, I mean, bet it was it was brutal to watch her and her teammates. To their credit, were like just you know just trying to hold her up basically because she was grief. I think the word is grief. Grief. Yeah, she was just shock. Yeah. Just oh, just I I can't even. I mean, that's I don't know. I, like okay, the '98 NFC Championship game, which I hate to bring up. Still, but like, one of the rules of this podcast, yeah, one of the rules of I mean, sexual Dave and the pervs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not like Gary Anderson missing the field goal. That's like Gary Anderson picking the ball up from Mitch Berger and throwing it to the Falcons so they can run the ball back. <laughs> to the I mean, that's all on his own account. Just. Exactly. Why is he not kicking it? Why did yeah. he take the ball from Mitch? Yeah, I mean, and hand so... it. I I I felt so bad. Yeah, um, you know, um, 
It seems to be there's probably some shade, shaden, shadenfraud, schadenfreude. Let's go with schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Um, yeah. A little bit of laughing at England because that's funny to yeah. lose if you hate them. But um, I think immediately, maybe I'm a sap, but I immediately went to like that poor person's life is now uh, irrevocably changed. There is no time when she's going to be okay with that until the day she dies. Yeah, that's... She's Bill Buckner. She is Bill Buckner. She's Scott Norwood. She's Gary Anderson. I mean, it's just, that's it. That's what she is. Yeah. I know. I mean, those are those are probably the big ones, right? I mean, yeah. Of I mean, of the just... goats in. I mean, I still think that Nelson Cruz, uh, when they when the Rangers were about to win the World Series over the Cardinals, and he just like mm-hmm. biffed it. Um, he hasn't yeah. get, gotten enough. Well, I don't want him to get any more blame because I'm a I'm a grown up and I don't want anybody mm-hmm. to get death threats. But oh. he was more of a goat than Bill Buckner was. But for some reason, it's just not as poetic to. To right. show that clip or whatever, but um, correct. Uh, yeah, so that's just a thing that she's going to always have, and that's that's one of the that bigger sucks. soccer blunders, at least I know of. I mean, I know that there was yeah. that guy in Mexico, Pablo. Was it Pablo yeah. Escobar or whatever? The other Escobar. Pablo was the drug lord. So like Jim Escobar or whatever the other guy's name was. Dave, I think it was Dave. Escobar. Probably Dave. I mean, they're mostly Daves. Yeah, um, a lot of Daves. A lot, a lot of Daves, Daves in that province. But he didn't get killed because of that. He got killed because he was in a club just running his mouth, and it was just like a coincidence. At least that's what 30 for 30 told me. I believe so, yes. So that was a that was a bad one. Maybe that was just as bad. But um, 92nd minute to go to the World Cup finals. It's tough, man. That's a tough deal. That's tough. Yeah. But yeah um, did you watch the uh, U.S. game last night? No. No, I didn't. That's right. You have kids. I was at a baseball game. I was pitching in a baseball oh, that's game. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's a bummer. That's nice. Was it, was it was it in town or were you in like Little Chicago or Meeseville? Or... <laughs> no, this one was this was a, this was a home game. This was a Minnetonka. So, uh, but I missed the game. Uh, we were underdogs, right? Germany's a they're a good team. They're, they're I thought they were the number one ranked team. They were. But yeah, I watched the entire game with a friend of the program, Holly Manthai, and a couple other uh, friends of the show. Uh, soon to be local. Soon to be local, Holly Manthai. And uh, Dana Wessel and a couple other, uh, John Sharkman was there. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was good. It was fun. Um, good guys. The, um, good good crew yeah, right there. Guys, good guys. Uh, watched at the Iron Door Pub. It's the old cause space. Oh, right so on, yeah, yep, right in uptown, a corner of Lake and Lindale. Yeah, how is it? So a lot of, um, not that bad. I didn't think it was that bad. There, there is an actual iron door there. It must have been a bank at some point, because there is an actual iron door in the Iron Door Pub. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, it was fine. You know, a lot of lot of natural light. Uh, there was a big buck hunter game. Uh, Sharkman's kids were playing on that. You could bring your kids there, so that's why nobody went to Lyles for the game. Oh, great! Um, great. But yeah, no. It was, it was the uh, foul that the U.S. got to score the first goal was complete bullshit. So I hear. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, um, not going to apologize Germany for it. Blame. No, because it was a legit foul um, on Germany's the one the penalty kick that they completely missed on. They got yanked all yeah. the way to the left. What a whiff! So I mean, I mean, if you miss that one, then you can't complain with a kind of sketchy call. Because he set up in the same place and these. The second goal was really pretty. If you're into like goals that are pretty, it was like a nice crossing pass and you just kind of stabbed her like out like a karate kick type of thing. Yeah, I'm super into those. So, That's great. Yeah, those are so, so the finals on Sunday against Japan, who I believe defeated the UFS in the last World Cup final. Oh man. Okay, this is so, gonna be big. So this is Sunday. Everybody yes. that's listening is invited to Rand's yeah. house. Is that right? Is it? Did Everyone I get that? who is listening is invited to Rand's house and to show up. I want to keep. I want to keep track of, on Twitter how many inappropriate like Hiroshima and Nagasaki references are made. Oh God, I can't even because imagine. Because they're, they're going to they're going to be legion, and it's like no, don't don't go there. That's mm. you don't you don't you don't have to talk about people getting you know their ancestors melted. That just seems like a really bad thing to compare just a regular old soccer game to, but. 
it's it's going to happen, and people are going to get in trouble and suspended from their sports networks and sports newspapers and whatnot. So. Yeah, it's weird how um, people can take credit or blame uh, current generations for things that happened so long ago. It's very odd. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, we saved your ass in World War II." Like, listen, uh, Braden, you didn't save anybody's ass. That was four <laughs> generations back. Don't take credit for Grandpa's work, Pally. Yeah, no, I, 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 I recall yelling, "We kicked your ass in the Great War um, at the uh, Iron Door last night," and nobody got the reference. Not a, not a lot of anyone. Not a lot anyone? of World War One buffs. No one. <laughs> No one was sticking up for the Kaiser or who knew who the Kaiser was when I made that joke. So, <laughs> yeah, boy. There was um, a time, yeah, and I, I maybe have talked about this in the podcast because I just think it's the funniest thing in the world. Um, so NASCAR has always been typically like Chevy and Ford and whatever else American made, and they decided to yeah. allow Toyota-made cars in the NASCAR circuit. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have whatever. Yeah. And one of the NASCAR dudes, let's just say uh, Dick Trickle because it's fun, Yep. So Dick Trickle was like, I don't I don't want Toyota cars in the net, whatever. And they're like, what? Why? Why not? He goes, I don't know if you guys remember, but that's those are the guys that bombed Pearl Harbor. It's like the Toyota executives <laughs> did not bomb Pearl Harbor. I'm pretty sure of it, buddy. You should not yeah, blame was, these guys for that thing. That seems to be a weird thing to pin on them. That just seems... it's. They're just but, car manufacturers. They love cars. They're gearheads, they really just like you. Yeah, exactly. Very I weird. Mean, yeah. Um, um, okay, so, so... So we got the soccer covered. Uh, Miguel Sano, maybe, coming up? Well, this is hard because we don't... It's not official at this time of recording, but all signs are pointing to uh, yeah. let it Sano. If you yeah. will, Kenny, Var- Kenny Vargas has been sent down. Ken Vargas has been struggling like crazy. You know, this is a thing that yeah. we always joke about when we um, preview a season. Our on our ongoing joke is everybody who we think is going to be good will stay good, and everybody who has been bad will get better. Um, yeah. Vargas and Arcia are two perfect examples of we kind of just penciled those guys in as like these guys will be established at this point. They'll be, be they'll be good. And they maybe won't be amazing or whatever. I don't think anybody said they're going to be superstars, but we just sort of expected them to be something, and uh, just non-factors. It's crazy. Not, so he's down. Good. So Vargas is going down to Double A. Uh, yeah. So he's just starting over again, and he's not. Uh, I mean, he's not old, but he's not a spring chicken either. It's not like he's a. He's not Buxton by any means. He's nope. he's a few years older than that. So that's a real. That's a real. Uh, uh, a bummer, bummer for him. It's a bummer, man. Yeah. It is a bummer, man. But I um, mean, yeah, since the last time we talked, um, it's been two weeks for me. Um, the Twins are finally out of the wild card spot for the first time in like two months. Yeah, they're no longer in the. They're like a game or two out. Um, it is July the though. They are still interesting in July, and I have to. Th- yeah, I have to say exactly. that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean. They play. I mean, they lost two to one today, and it was a well pitched game, and they had a horrible lineup. I mean, just just full on crap. Yeah, Rosario but, I mean, batted still, third, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? But, I mean, they're competitive. I know they're competitive though, and Sano mm-hmm. will probably be DHing. I think I think they have a day off tomorrow. I think it's a, four, a three game series in Kansas City. Yep. I don't think it's a four gamer. So, and Irvin Santana, our guy. We love her. Our druggy, our drug guy. He'll be uh, pitching, probably. Let's see, his suspension is on the fourth, I think. Yeah. Okay. So he'll be there this weekend too, probably. Do we and have any um, sense of who he's going to be replacing yet? Um, I had seen a couple of tweets, and I probably should have clicked for context. But why prepare for a sports podcast? Don't ever um, don't. Um, that Molitor had had broached the idea of a six-man rotation going until the All-Star break. Okay, yeah, fuck it. Why not? My only uh, challenge would have been uh, Trevor May um, because he's actually been a really good pitcher. You know that I'm 
I, you know, I love the I love the spreadsheets and the data yeah. and yeah, the charts does. and the graphs. Yep. Yep. Um, but he's, you know, if, if you care about analytics, he's really been um, probably their best pitcher so far. So yeah. um, he's not the guy that I wanted pulled out. I wanted Pelfrey or. Although Pelfrey giving up like 15 earned runs every inning in the past few starts has not been great for for his future. Um, no. Tradeability wise, I, I didn't think he ever had any um, value to begin with, but it seemed like some of the smarter guys than me said that he may have. But it's all been flushed on the toilet at this point. So, well, I mean, I don't know what you're going to do about him. But either way, you're right. There are some reinforcements coming, Santana and uh, and Snell, and then Buxton. I mean. We're not going to be able to have a Bucks job for at least a month, no. right? Yeah. Now, was it was it a broken finger or a dislocated? I think it's a sprained thumb. Okay. Um, but and it takes just a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're trying to swing a bat, that's a thumb is a very important thing to have when swinging a bat. I'm just you know going to throw that out there. God, I just don't want him to be like a, like a. There's. I feel like there's so many. Uh, Minnesota guys right now for for just weird timing or whatever that just have that sort of injury bug. Rubio seemed to get injured almost every year for some fluky thing. Yep. Pekovic, his isn't really fluky, but it's you know um, it just happens every year. Mauer, same yeah. deal. Like Mauer's I don't team. Mauer and now and now um, Buxton has kind of had a thing don't, every don't, single don't, year that it's just don't forget Teddy Bridgewater, our guy Teddy. Teddy B is fragile. He's very fragile. He's like a little little precious moment running around the yeah. Yeah. running around the gridiron. Yeah, just trying to throw that pigskin. He's a little tiny yeah. guy. Weighs one hundred and four yeah. pounds. So yeah. I don't want that to be Buxton, but I'm a little I'm a little nervous. I'm a little worried about it. Yeah. I mean, it's just the one, it's the first time. So in the majors, at least, it's the first time. So yeah, yeah, that's but true. yeah, it's still it's it's yeah, it's not it's not a confidence builder. Let's put it that way. This has been a better season, though. Um, so they've been fading a little bit, obviously. Um, but what's happened in all the years past is that they every April or May or something go on some sort of hot streak where people start start saying like, "Hey, well, they're uh, they're seventeen and twelve right now. They might have something going." And then they immediately go on like a fifteen game losing streak or whatever. Like yeah. they just the bottom drops out immediately. Yep. And yep. oops, sorry. Oh God! Oh, sorry. Oh God! Sorry. I'm back. I'm back. Um, <laughs> uh, but that really hasn't happened this year. The fade has been slow, which I I think yeah. is is an encouraging thing. So it's a slow a slow fade like America's manufacturing base. It's just a slow long yeah. Fade. It rips your heart out even more, probably eventually. Um, yeah. Just to ask like Detroit. Yep. Pittsburgh. Flint. Few Rust Belt. Well, yep. basically the Rust Belt. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, but it hasn't been like the the dot com bubble, mm-hmm. like an immediate crash. Yeah, I think I had a point there that that was a positive thing, and I don't know, it didn't really come out that way. No, but they're still they're above five hundred. They're still watchable more often than not. Yep. Um, in in theory, they could pull off if they like get hot for a week or two. They'll be back right back in the of the wild card race yeah they're still fuck are. It. They're only like a game or two back so i mean it's not they're not out of anything at all right now it's just i think the regression we all saw coming has come yep. and it looks exactly how we thought it would look the starting pitching has gotten more is definitely um um leveled off quite a bit so, yeah yeah um with the exception of Brian Dozier, who is apparently the best second baseman in baseball, and it's really not even a dispute at this point, unless you like live in Boston and can't like go of your Dustin Pedroia fuck doll. It's, <laughs> it's Brian Dozier is the best second baseman in baseball, and it's you know the stats are there to back it up, and the eye test, you know, the important thing that Clarence relies on is there too. He loves the eye test. He loves his eye test, yep. and the stats back up the eye test. He's the best second baseman in baseball, and that's that's cool, I think, in my opinion. Brian Dozier is a good baseball player, and that's my hot take. Hot, hot as hell. Jesus Christ. So, probably going to get sued um, for that one somehow. Probably. Um, so basketball uh-huh. is probably the, at least the last the, thing we should touch on before we you know, I guess if any of our friends ever show up, but we should at least touch on this before um, 
Clarence. Yeah, so you weren't you weren't um, able to join us at Legends last week. Um, no, for us to do our live podcast, uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, so, what is your uh, what is your state of mind right now, hoops wise? Um, well, I mean, I think I bought into the Carl Anthony Towns hype, so I'm glad they went with him instead of Okafor or um, Russell from Iowa State. Mm-hmm. I was pleased that um, once Tyus Jones fell that far. That they had traded up the two, or got rid of the two second rounders to get him. I thought yep. that was a a wise thing because um, I remember um, when Rubio got dinged last year. Our point guard situation was really bad, Brandon. I think Corey Brewer was a point guard for a while. <laughs> I, I, I think Pekovic was point guard for a while. I well, was not. They, Bob Hummel was taking George, the ball up the court. Or, or, Bob Georgie Ding might have had Hummel. a couple of uh, series. Yeah. Sessions. They very badly um, so yeah, need a point guard. You're right. Yeah. It was it was a no-brainer, and, I mean, obviously he's got to put on some weight um, to and just bulk up, basically, because it's – I mean, he looks tiny, kind of. Well, it's but a hard thing I mean, to say in, in basketball that the, the knocks on a guy are that he's small and unathletic. That's usually a really bad combo. But – you know, some but guys. Stephen Curry. But Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry is, you know, is small, and Ricky Rubio is not known for his athleticism at all. So sometimes you can just sort of get by with, especially as a point guard, of you know having just, yeah. um, just being a really smart player. So, yeah, I think I think there are guys that have overcome that for sure. And you're right; they definitely yeah, think, needed a yeah, uh, point guard, and, and then I, they didn't need two second round picks. Like there's enough young no. guys, so one is better than two. Exactly. And most most of our second round picks for the past decade have been like sold off to pay for some sort of buyout. We probably yeah. still owe Rambus some sort of money. I'm guessing. I, I don't know for sure. But yeah, we probably owe him a few it's hundred almost, thousand bucks. You're almost definitely right about that. See, I, I appro- definitely approve of the transaction to get him. My mm-hmm. my daughter is just thrilled to death. So Celia has a huge Tyus Jones crush, and that just made her day. Oh, okay. When Good. She found the Wolves traded farm. So. Um, she wants to see. She's. She asked me if I could use my sports connections to like introduce her to Tyus Jones. I gotta <laughs> check with check with Rand. On you could that probably figure that out. Like, yeah, I mean he's yeah. he's a young guy. He's not a bona fide superstar just yet. He may be willing to no give an autograph. You know, be able to get an autograph here, maybe a handshake, and so they could talk about like the shins or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I'm. I agree that it it makes sense. I mean, I'm obviously I'm not a fan of flip at all, and I think that's coloring my opinion just in general. Yep. And you know, it's like we talk about this a lot with with really all the executives of these guys. Of you haven't earned any goodwill goodwill with us yet, right? Like you've messed up so many times where I can't just give you the benefit of the right. doubt. So, um, right. I don't know. I think it should work out. In theory, you're right. Like on paper, it makes perfect sense. They need a back a backup point guard. They didn't need two rookies coming to camp. Yep. They didn't pay a whole lot to move up seven picks. I mean, you know, they no, gave up a exactly. two picks, and then I think that they gave up a second a second rounder in the future. But I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's might be protected. But um, at that point in the draft, you're not going to find like the final four MVP. You know, point guard is you know that's a relatively low risk move to make. Yeah, the other point guards that were available were kind of all crapshoots just as much as he was. And the uh, advanced stats, you know I'm into the spreadsheets, bro. We already talked about it. I'm into the data. So I love data reams. Um, yes. They actually back up that he's a really good player. I think that the challenge for most eye test guys is like, well, yeah, but he wasn't playing against the, the athletes that he was playing with in the pros. Either way, um, I'm excited yeah, I hope Flip the coach doesn't let Flip the GM down. Oh, he That's will. That's what you got to hope for here. He oh, certainly will. There's no doubt about it. He's a very bad coach. But hopefully there's enough promise this year. I don't know. That That's the thing that I'm trying to think about is, like, what is going to have to happen for him to step down as coach? Because if they're terrible, he's going to yeah. pull the old, well, I don't want to give this roster to another, you know, I'm not going to get anybody good in anyway. And if they're Make good, he's going to be like, I'm good at this. I'm a good coach. 
I'm sticking around. So yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That... I mean, yeah, Hoiberg's not going to take the job. Hoiberg's in Chicago now, so they can't, you know, no waiting for Fred. There's no nice, wait. Nice. There's no guy in the wings that is an obvious, yeah. um, whatever. Well, there, so well, there is a guy. In, I mean, uh, Ryan Saunders is the guy in the wings. <laughs> sure. But, <you> know. <laughs> Uh, oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, and it's I not. Know. I mean, coaching means a ton in basketball. I don't think it necessarily means as much as football. You know, I think football coaches mm-hmm. kind of uh, almost coach quarterback are kind of all that matter. But mm-hmm. um, baseball doesn't really matter a whole lot at all. Hockey, I am still. I think the jury's out. It doesn't seem to matter a ton. There's no plays called or whatever. So, but basketball, it's really important. So. Um, there's only so far a team can go with a shitty coach. Um, yeah. Unless you have LeBron on the team, which we don't. So, uh, yeah. So I'm happy. I'm super excited. I'm just, I, the thing I'm looking forward to is, is being interested in watching the team lose games. Like they're going to lose games next year. They for sure are. Flip is not going to turn into a good coach overnight. You don't, old dogs don't learn new tricks as the saying goes. And he's like 70 years old. Um, but they'll be not interesting the Western, no matter what. Especially not in the Western Conference. Not in the Western Conference. Yeah, exactly. But if you have like this, let's just uh, for uh, shits and or giggles, say that like Towns, mm-hmm. Wiggins, and Rubio start with like, mm-hmm. I don't know, Garnett or Jang or, and Martin or something. But either way, those are three yeah. dudes that you want to just have your eye on the whole time just because they're either fun or, or interesting. And then your bench, yeah. you're gonna want to tune in for Jones and uh, and Shabazz and whoever else is left of um, uh, the the new um, power forward, whatever his name is, Nemanja, but Nemanja Belichick, Nemanja BJ, yeah, yeah old BJ, yeah. You want to yeah. see Beach play? You want you know what I mean? So like, there's enough dudes who are, yeah. you're just gonna want to tune in for in general. So. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that and them losing a bunch of games, but uh, it's good. It's fun. Hope there is hope I now. Agree. Hope, hope is a plan. Full on Catwood. Yep, gotta have it. Gotta have it. Um, have it. Got it. Is that it? Have we got our, Have we got our sports talk done now? We got our sports talk done. We stretched this thing into an hour. Uh, neither of our other bros wow. showed up, but uh, you know what? Yep. We did it. We did it. God, I feel like we accomplished something here today. Um, I think you see a challenge, and uh, you could press stop, or you could just continue uh, with the recording. And I think that's a metaphor for yep. life. Keep recording, yes, I people. Think that's absolutely right. Keep, but don't keep recording. But don't actually literally record. We can't take any more competition. We already have like too much. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of lot of lot of no juices out there. Too many no yeah. juices, just in general. I mean. Those guys yeah. are morons, so I don't consider them competitors. Literally, um, but uh, <laughs> put a bucket, bucket under their chins to collect the drool while they talk. The worst garbage people, garbage Ugh. people, worst podcast. But you know, each their own, I guess. Gleeman was just on it. Did you see that? Yeah, I don't know how much they had to pay him or what sort of photos they have of Big of price. old Gleams. I'm actually I'm scared to ask. I was gonna write him and say, Hey, what do they got on you? I don't think I even want to know. Yeah. Like the level of yeah. sinning that Aaron Gleeman did to get roped into that is uh yeah. I mean it's gotta be a crime. He had to have done a felony was, on camera. I think, you know, he's went to one of like those saber conventions and they probably gave Keith Law like a camera or something. <laughs> and you know, one thing led to another, and now Hageman's got the film, and it's all over for Aaron. He's just got to go do those morons of the show, and it's just God, it's got to be tough. It's hard to watch. It's hard to even know what happens, even though I, of course, am not going to listen to it. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, Aaron, I, I consider Aaron a friend, and I just that, there's just no way. There's you don't want to no see way. stuff like this happen to people you care about, you know? No, no, no. no. It's just it's brutal. It's, it's hard to watch. Well, you got to persevere, you know, you got to, sometimes you don't have people show up for your podcast. Other times you have to go on a different one because you committed a felony on camera. The point is let's power through, uh, go America, America. Fuck. Yeah. Go America. And if Aaron Gleeman did something to a prostitute and people know about it, then that's, 
just the way it happens. That's on his conscience, and that's why Parker and Dan had him on the show. We are celebrating America's birthday, and the reason that we have this was because of revolution. And you know who gets credit for that? Me and you and everybody else. Let's pretend that we had something to do with that and celebrate it this weekend. We absolutely should. Beers. I think we should. Firecrackers. Fireworks. Fireworks. Uh, dogs, uh, pork chops, uh, uh, knockoff Mountain Dew from a major American grocery store. Diet Chill. Perfect. Mountain Chill. Mountain Chill. Yep. Uh, Southern yeah. Lightning, I think was one <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and that may have been Dr. Pepper. Either way, it was tasty. And, yeah. That's my point. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, uh, for, uh, uh, speaking on behalf of the Perbs, my name is Sexual Dave, and we'll uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Love you. Goodbye. Later, Perbs. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.